Welcome to episode eight of Half Measures with me, Paul Kanawa, and my co-host across the internet, Daniel Whiting. Hey, Dan, how's it going? Hey, hey, Paul. Episode eight. I can't believe we're doing another another episode. Just just a week ago, we were, we were recording for the the fine folks of the world. I feel like I see more now than I ever have before before lockdown. So it's it's good. Yeah, no, it's good. It's actually it's been quite it's been quite nice um, doing weekly episodes of um, Half Measures. I, I definitely can tell by our um, our stats that the the listeners are loving it. Yeah, the listeners have have, have gone up. We've had uh, some listeners tuning in from Chicago as well. I see now in the United States. So we've obviously broken mm. that market as well. I think mm, we did mm. that quicker than the Beatles did. So <clears throat> yeah, well, yeah. So it's it's good. I think as uh, people recover from um, the virus, they are also getting back on the on the podcast <laughs> listening train. So it's good. <laughs> It's good times. It's good times. We're, we're, do, we're just at the halfway point of our lockdown here in New Zealand. So we've been here a couple of weeks of lockdown and we've got another two mm. to go at least. Um, another another two weeks with no haircuts. Yeah, it feels like um, some of the world's only really just kind of starting their lockdown, which is kind of scary, isn't it, in a way? Um, obviously, it some is. parts have been in lockdown even longer than us. Um, but it's a, it's also a long weekend here in New Zealand, uh, Easter weekend. So we've got um, four days to basically, you know, catch up on all the great, all the great things on TV, movies, games, whatever is your your genre. Exactly right. You know, if we'd done some planning around this, Dan, we could have actually promoted this podcast episode as like an Easter special, or like put some Easter eggs into the podcast for people to sort of spot or whatever. But you know, we've we've obviously what? not <laughs> thought about that. <laughs> And what does a it's a half measure? But what what does an Easter egg in a podcast look like? I don't know. That's a really good point, actually. So we we needed to have this discussion off yeah. air. Not now. If we'd really planned it out, we could have done like some type of um, maybe like quiz. Maybe like you know three or four questions throughout the episode, and then at the yep. end people could kind of submit some answers. Maybe get a get a, a prize from your your legendary cream egg stash. That's correct. And, you know, getting the audience involved is what it's all about, you know, trying to mm, mm. get some people to, to talk to us. We um, we have had some interactions with some of our, I don't want to call them fans, but I'm going to call them people who've listened to the podcast. Uh, we have had some people uh, coming online to, to talk to us. Um, mostly, they, it's been uh, in, the, in the nature of corrections. Um, so right. uh, we had one person came through who um, recognised that I had talked about four Hannibal movies: um, Hannibal Rising, uh, Red Dragon, Silence of the Lambs, Silence of the Lambs, and then uh, Hannibal. And uh, there's technically five because the first film was Manhunter. But oh, of course, of course, it's kind of it's kind of I don't want to call it non-canon, but it's not part of that. I know, I know what you mean. I, I feel like yeah, there's a few movies like that, isn't there, where it's yeah. like they kind of it's kind of like a reboot. Correct. It's, yeah. it's not a reboot, but it's kind of a reboot. But I you know, appreciate the listener getting involved, and in, um, so thank you for okay. that. That's 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 great to get some feedback, you know. Right. And you 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 too can write in uh, any time to us. Look, we we love to hear from the fans. They're just sitting here waiting, right? We're what sitting have you been here doing waiting. While what have you been watching this week? Oh, well, Paul, I actually took you up on one of your um, recommendations from last week, and I've I've been watching The Detectorist on uh, Netflix. 
Um, so here in New Zealand, um, there's only two seasons of it on Netflix, but I have binged both seasons. I'm finished. Um, I need to figure out where I can watch season three, but it is a show that I absolutely love. Um, I know what you mean when you described it to me last week about a show that might not be for everyone. And I think it's a show that people either love or hate. I think it's a show for a certain uh, age group. Um, in yes. fact, I was just talking to someone about the show and they, they've got a friend who described it as it's like the, the last of the summer wine TV series for people of our age. Like, and I think that, well, that's brilliant. Yeah, I see that. I, I think there is elements of that, you know, that sort of yeah. laid back, quiet. It, it's actually quite, it's been quite a nice show to watch actually in the, in the evenings. Uh, it's quite chilled out. It's, um, it's got some, some nice subtle humor. Um, I really feel like I love all the characters. They've really grown on me. I think it's a show that um, now, actually, if I sat down and rewatched it all over again, because it's, it's only um, what six episodes in season one and seven yeah. episodes in season two, um, and they're only twenty-ish minutes long, thirty minutes. Um, I would imagine I'd probably enjoy it even more because it sort of takes a few episodes to, to warm up into it. But it, it, I don't think it's it's not a show for everyone. But it's one of those shows which kind of gives you that warm, fuzzy feeling inside. Exactly. I love the I love the theme tune. Um, yeah, no, look, I think if you're looking for something not too hectic um, and just a, a good, fun time, I think you'd enjoy it. I think um, – I was trying to think of some shows that might be similar to The Detectorist. Mm-hmm. Like, if people like them, they might like the show. And I, I was kind of thinking of shows – it feels too far the other way, but maybe shows like Derek or um, – Yeah, a little bit there, a little bit, yeah. Feel good. This, no, it's, it's a feel good – um, warm fuzzies that you, mm, you you're mm. sort of looking for there, right? So um, yeah, definitely. So yeah, so that that sort of uh, consumed a, a couple of nights, and then I've been watching uh, more of Bosch. So I'm up to season three of Bosch now, uh, which is great. I'm really really digging that show as well. And I think what is really appealing to me about Bosch actually is is how character driven it is, and unlike just sort of having one main one main character. I feel like there's half a dozen main characters in that show. And, That's right. And I really enjoy all of the different different arcs that are playing out. Um, and, of course, I'm just progressing along with um, Star Wars Rebels Season 1. So three things okay. on the go for me. What about nice. yourself? Um, so just really, really quickly on Bosch, the, the author of the books, Michael Connolly, he's quite involved with the TV series as well. And I think that he's kind of uh, one of the reasons why it is quite a character driven show. And I, that's something I've noticed as well. Really enjoy that. Looking forward to the new season. Um, so what have I been watching? So, um, from... well, that, that new season comes out soon, right? That 19th of April or? Yeah. It's like 10 days away or so. It's so, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. It's going to be one of those priority shows for me that gets straight mm. into the, into the watch. Can't wait. Um, I've been watching a couple of movies, um, which one of them was a little disappointing. We watched uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix. So um, I'm a huge X-Men uh, movie fan. Not so, I've never really gone into the comics, but I've loved all of the the, the original movies, and I've loved the uh, the new ones with uh, uh, Michael Fassbender. Um, you know, I've loved that whole you know, Days of Future Past and First Class. Mm. But this one, Dark Phoenix, I don't know what happened, but I just couldn't quite get into it. Uh, I think they had a good premise, but it just didn't really um, gel together. I don't know. You know, some of the, the new cast um, are equally, you know, 
great actors and actresses, but just it didn't didn't sort of work for me that movie. I don't know if you've have you seen that one? No, no, I haven't seen it. But I, it's um it's I think it's on Neon at the moment, and um I've kind of thought to myself a few times that maybe I'll check it out. I really want them to um reboot the X Men and start fresh, and I want them to give it the full Marvel treatment because I think X Men is such a um awesome genre of superheroes and then and i think there's, there's been you know like the x-men one and two the first movies i, I really enjoyed I, I really loved um logan i think some of the, the new x-men yeah. stuff was okay but I, I just feel like they've they've kind of jumped around they've made it really messy and i to be honest I, yeah i just I, I feel like there's no real pull to make me want to watch dark phoenix i feel like I feel like on paper, yeah, I want to see it, but just knowing kind of how messy and scrappy some of those last few movies have been um, makes yeah. it a bit unappealing. Fair, fair comment. The last movie before that, um, was it Apocalypse or Copper? Apocalypse, whichever, whichever one it was, that was also um, perhaps below par as well. So, um, so yeah, the other movies we've uh, dived into in this lockdown, we've been sort of finding things to watch as a family. So we watched uh, Back to the Future 1 and Back to the Future 2. Haven't seen, great. haven't seen that second movie in a long time. We're going to watch the third one this weekend. Um, I'd forgotten how good they were, just how funny, just how well-written. Um, are, are you kids enjoying them? Yeah. That's, 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 yeah. that's the appeal is that, you know, sometimes we put things on with the kids and they don't like it like... They 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 love Nanny McPhee. They hated Jurassic Park. Just right, really right. really really bizarre. You don't know what's going to work and what's not going to work. Um, but they both love uh, the Doc. Um, Christopher Lloyd as that character actor really works well for the. Um, particularly my daughter who's only six. She's really enjoyed that. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing the the third part of that trilogy because it's been a long time. Uh, the other stuff I've been watching TV wise I've, my wife has talked me into watching a show which I think you've seen Money Heist mm, um, yeah so we're just coming into the end of that first season because the, the new season four is there to be watched so I've been really enjoying that um, I'm always wary when I have to read subtitles just it has to be really really good to get me in and I think sometimes it doesn't a show like Narcos definitely definitely works well and this one is top quality writing really really great tension and acting really yeah and I, I think with a show like money heist i i just can't recommend enough like do not watch that show with the dub um the dub is terrible right and i and i think i think when they did the dub for that show i don't think they quite realized how popular it was going to become because the the voices of those characters like it's it's just outrageous like do yourself a favor and just put put the dub on for for five minutes and then go back to okay the actual subtitles and, and it'll be a much better time. But yeah, that it's it's worth reading, you know. And because a lot of people feel that way about I think subtitle shows that it's a bit of hard work. They want to relax and chill out. But I think once you kind of get into them, it's all kind of quite natural to be reading off the screen. Yeah. And I find if you're if you're watching it episode after episode, you get more and more used to it, which is uh, the same thing I found with uh, with Criminal um, was the same with those mm, subtitle mm. shows. So that's been that's been really good. We'll be watching more of that tonight. And of course, the other thing which is continuing, which is uh, just forever going to be one of my all-time favorites. And I, as soon as we finish it, I probably want to go back to the start again. Is Seinfeld? Just uh, oh, really, right. really, really enjoying that each night as a as the old palate cleanser. In a, 
been really good. So um, I've been I've been enjoying the the Snapchats that you've seen through Paul. Just the I just remind. I, in fact, I, when I see the Snapchat, I often um, I don't know whether you record the sound, but I I know what's been said. Yep. Even when the when the sound's on, and it's uh, my love for George uh, Costanza is high. I, I love his, his anger and his frustration. It's it's perfect. Well, speaking of George Costanza, in preparing for today's uh, podcast, uh, I felt a little bit of him coming through. Um, before we before we jump into the George Costanza moment, I think there is one show we should just just touch on a little bit is The Walking Dead. Ah, yes. So Good yeah, point. so um, so before we go full Costanza, um. <laughs> The Walking Dead obviously had its its final episode, well, final in quotation, in quotation yeah. marks, uh, penultimate episode because we we have to wait a little while before we get the actual final episode. Um, and I just wanted to check in, Paul. We haven't we haven't talked about um, episode fifteen of The Walking Dead. How did you find it? And who is that masked person at the end of yeah, the episode? I, yeah, who is that masked person? I just don't know. Um, I feel like I always have. I'm one step behind this compared to someone like yourself because you know the comics. Like, I don't understand what's going on with Beta when he's talking and he's listening. Who, who's talking? Is that all in his mind, or is there actually other people in this horde that are, you know, like they, they looked at one point to be a zombie, and it was talking to him. It was clearly an actual zombie as opposed to someone wearing mm-hmm. skin. So there's so much of the show which is just starting to creep into almost supernatural or, or something, and I'm. I'm worried. It's not. It's not my walking dead. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I haven't got that far in the in the comics. Um, oh. Okay. I'm, okay. So. Um. I've. I kind of like don't like to get too far ahead. Um. So I'm sort of up to a, a roughly around this point in the comic books. Um. But I. Yeah. I'm not sure. I. I it, at first, I. I wondered the same thing as other people in the horde, but I also wonder whether Beta like is he going a little bit crazy. Um. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, I, I thought for a, a penultimate episode was a little bit um, just okay again. Um, was it wasn't wasn't terrible? Wasn't great? Just like, just weird to kind of end on that note. Yeah, that's the thing when the when the when the credits start to roll, it's it almost feels like a, an arbitrary finish to the episode. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we've got to we've got to our time length of time, and that's it. It's. Uh, yeah, it's it's a real uh, it's it's a real strange one at the moment uh, with, with with Michonne gone and yeah, I, and, I, I just and, don't have a sense of direction at the moment. And even the fact that that um, Daryl didn't really know that she'd gone yeah. gone gone. Yeah, he, and he's I think, there you off know, the radio. You know, and much like you know, I think we I think we might have talked about it. Um, like you, unless you knew Michonne was leaving the show you would equally could be thinking she'll be coming back, right? Like, because they're still kind of playing it out like she'll be back in a few episodes. That's the thing, right? So if, yeah, if we didn't know that the actress had, had signed off and if you didn't notice that her name has been removed from the main credits, um, yeah, how would you actually know for sure? Just the mm-hmm. same same with, same with Maggie. I mean, that was kind of the, the similar thing. There was just, you know, suddenly the character was gone, the name was gone from the credits. So, yeah, it's a very... Uh, yeah. So this is obviously I don't want to dwell too long on this because I know not every every one of our listeners is a is a big Walking Dead fan, um, but the 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 sort of mystery character at the end of the episode. Do you know what this is? How much it didn't resonate with me is I can't even remember 
Do you know I might be? Do you know you've just made me really challenge my own logic that because I was watching a trailer for the for next week's episode, and I wonder maybe I saw it in the trailer. Okay, so you can just ignore me. Feels a little better because I'm starting to go crazy. I think really, what was I? Like I know sometimes I get tired late at night, but I didn't think I was that tired. Okay, okay, no, no, there was a a mystery character in the in the trailer for for the whenever the next episode plays, but um, I won't quiz you on who that could be. Um, at this point. But yeah, watch the trailer. There's all sorts of people it could be. Um, but like hopefully it be it's the governor. Not. But it won't be the governor because the governor got turned into a zombie, which is... Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think hopefully we're not too far away from getting the episode. Um, I, by the looks of the trailer, I, you know, maybe it's well on its way to being done obviously it's been filmed a lot of um post-production work to be done but it would be it would be good to have that if possible in the next sort of month or so while it's still all relatively fresh um otherwise i think it's just going to further uh disconnect this whole series from the audience and where it's heading yeah okay okay enough walking dead yeah George, George Costanza. I, yeah well costanza would do well to talk about the walking dead as well but yeah so as our listeners would have known from the title of this episode. Um, I felt that talking, thinking about TV shows that had been cancelled too soon made me start thinking about all those shows that I enjoyed watching that got cancelled. And the more I got, I dived deep into them and started thinking about them, the angrier I got. Just it brought back all kinds of memories because when a, a show that I love gets cancelled, it really, really riles me up because I love to have the closure on a show. I don't, you know, even if it has a disappointing uh, finish and there have been shows that you've, you know, you've talked about uh, that have had disappointing finishes, um, at least you get some sort of finality as opposed to shows which are just, that's it, we're pulling you off the air. And a couple of my shows literally were just, that's it, we're pulling you off the air and there's no sort of closure. Yeah, and I think, you know, the one thing in this day and age is at least we do have, obviously, the the internet to find these things out. Like, I remember, you know, like older TV shows, then they just go, and you just never hear from them again. And you just, you just be sitting there wondering, what happened? What happened? Is it, are we not getting it because we, we live in a small remote island? Are we not getting it because, <laughs> right. like, like what, you know, what, what's happening? But I think at least now you can get some closure. Is it, well, not, maybe not story closure, but some actual, okay, this hasn't progressed because of budget or um, conflicting schedules or opinions or whatever it is. But I think some of the shows that we're going to talk about are actually pretty great. And, you know, some of them are, you know, you could watch again, but you do have to kind of be prepared for you're not going to get the the, the, the end or the, the closure to the story act that you're probably going to want. Correct. And I think... On that note, some of this uh, this session could feel like a, a therapy session, so that you know we, we can let it out and um, you know, see if we, see if we can find some sort of closure for some of these shows that have gone. Yeah, look, let's do it. So, um, look, I think we'll probably we'll talk about a few a few of the ones that really stuck out for us. Um, I'm sure there's some that stuck out for you know our listeners as well, and we, we'd love to hear the shows that were cancelled too soon for you as well. Definitely. So, um, I guess a, a show that. Um, a show that we've both, I think, talked about in this podcast before um, is Terminator: the the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Definitely. So that was a so that was a show that, in my opinion, was definitely cancelled way before its time. Um, and you know, some people say it's actually you know some of the some of the best Terminator stories 
um, actually is, is this there. I think, um, you know, Terminator 1 and 2, awesome stand, awesome movies. Yes. Um, and I think uh, the Sarah Chronicle Chronicles, just so, so great. And they had uh, Lena Headey, who was um, Cersei Lannister in the Game of Thrones, as Sarah Connor, Summer Glau as, as Cameron, a Terminator. Like a, also, I think, like a female Terminator, like a, a whole new model was great. And it was just such a a great way to kind of tell new stories in the Terminator universe without yes. going as, um, I don't know, it's kind of weird and wacky as they did in some of the movies that have come out over the last, you know, decade or so. Yeah, no, agreed. And look, both of those uh, actresses in those lead roles I thought were really good. I think you're, you're, you're quite right to, to point them out. I, I also thought actually that um thomas decker was was pretty good as john connor mm. i actually thought he mm. was quite a convincing john i was never no, i agree look look edward edward furlong was was great at that point in that movie at that time but uh i i something about uh, oh, 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 you're, you're not gonna start throwing shade on terminator 2 are you no 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 not at all i'm just talking about okay, okay, i'm just okay. talking about the uh how that character may have grown beyond that movie uh i feel mm more of a connection to Thomas Decker's uh, John Connor yeah, than I yeah, do yeah. to the, to the, to the John Connor that we saw in rise of the machines, for example. Um, mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed him. I really liked the character of uh, Ellison. So um, uh, the cop, was he a cop or FBI? I can't remember now, but he had that Thanks enforcement role. Like that. Yeah. Yep. Um, Brian Austin Green, I thought was pretty good as, oh, as Reese. Yeah. Um, well, not, yep. not Kyle Reese. He was the brother. Was it the brother or cousin? Yeah. Brother. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, Cromarty, played by uh, my favourite actor from Fear the Walking Dead, um, Garrett Dillahunt. I thought he was fantastic in that role as well. So there was there was the bones of a good cast. Um, for anyone who hasn't seen the show, it was set after, as you say, that those first two movies, and it was basically Sarah and John trying to stay under the radar from the government whilst at the whole time, you know, trying to shut down Skynet and yeah. And I think I think the unfortunate thing with the Sarah Connor Chronicles is it didn't it's like they threw together an ending for that last episode and they were like oh god we're not going to get renewed for season three and they kind of just like threw all the bits in the pot and they were like oh this is kind of it yeah enjoy and and it was horrible it was no and it didn't work and you know that's that's what we talk about when you, you, you try and get closure at the last minute and it just didn't quite work there was there was, you know, before we got to that point, there was some really good writing, some great episodes in mm. those first two seasons. There was some cast that was a little bit, um, what was her name from uh, the the music band? I can't think of her name. She was from uh, the music band. The Scottish, the Scottish. I can't think of her name. Uh, okay. She was cast okay. in this TV show. Uh, I'll, I'll look at that while we're talking. Um, because I think the the way um, you know sometimes you know we talk about shows sometimes they just end they just stop and the you don't get another season um, and sometimes I don't, I don't know what's worse is it better just for the story just kind of like not have a bookend or like in the situation where they just throw something together and kind of close it off but not in a fulfilling way yep. it's kind of worse it kind of like leaves such a horrible uh, I'm not sure they they're, they're both kind of terrible options at times. Uh, Shirley Manson, that was who I was looking for, uh, as Catherine Weaver. So um, I, I just really struggled with 
with her. She was from the the the, the band Garbage. Um, oh right. And yeah, not not the best casting in the world there. But uh, look, this this show for me was prime for success because I think there's so many stories that you could explore um, in that time frame in that universe. We've talked about the Mandalorian, right? In terms of being able to take the time mm-hmm. to explore things that you can't get away with on the big screen, and this was the opportunity for this show to do that. And I thought it was doing it quite well. And I actually think, you know, um, when it came out, like obviously there was no um, Netflix or anything like the way the way we know it now. Um, but I actually think a, a show like that now would actually probably do really well um, yep. with, with the type of money and budgets they throw behind TV shows. It was probably, unfortunately, just a little bit before its time. Agreed. Agreed. Cool. All right. Well, that's sad. That is sad, yeah. It would, um, we'll we'll, we'll re- sort of rest in peace that show because that's not coming yeah, back anytime soon. Yeah, R.I.P. I thought there's a joke to be made here, and I'll be back, but you won't be. No, no, you, you won't. won't. No. Yeah, um, yeah. Did we have any other crossovers? Uh, on our, so we talked about <sighs> Deadwood. We talked about Deadwood, didn't we? That's right. Yeah. So yeah. So um, so Deadwood um is a a three season um. Western show, uh, HBO show. So HBO shows normally known for being, you know, really gritty, um, um, like awesome casting, um, great storytelling. Um, And they, what's interesting about sort of uh, Deadwood is, is I believe the whole thing stopped due to some, I think, um, contractual sort of agreements between um hbo and the and the studios making it and and the whole thing kind of fell over and i, I believe there, there was actually quite a strong desire to make additional seasons of that show okay. um but you know and so everything i've sort of read online about it is we wanted to reach a um we wanted to make make more episodes but we just couldn't we couldn't come to an agreement about how that would play out um, so I, I think that the one thing with Deadwood though is I think they did manage to still kind of wrap up that show okay yep. um, and I think the other thing which you know only just came out a, a year or so ago um, was they actually made right, the, yeah. the two hour Deadwood movie to kind of like wrap it up and I think though it's again still not wrapped up probably the way that um, you would really like to sort of see some of those story arcs play out um, I think it awesome effort to a get all those actors back in the same after room, so many after get, so many years of trying as well get all those um um basically pick up the story everyone's obviously aged quite a bit but sort of the premise of um deadwood is it's sort of set around 1899 ish like it's sort yeah. of right at sort of the the end of the the western period yeah. um and and deadwood sort of a a last a last sort of frontier type type town Agreed, yeah. yeah. It was, it was so good to see so many of them come back for that movie. It was good. I was surprised how many they got to come back into, yeah, yeah, into yeah. that. And look, it's another, um, like, it's quite a, it's a, it's a series with, like, it's, the, it's got super foul language, so it's not necessarily one you want to watch with your grandparents or your parents. Correct. Um, but it is very much, uh, like, true to that Western form. Like, it's quite, it can be quite slow paced. Um, but also incredibly dark and some great storylines. So. I, I, lo- I love the slow pace. I, yeah. thought, it was, I yeah. thought it was really well done. Um, unlike some of the shows we've talked about that have been cancelled, one of the things I noticed is that this had really, really high ratings 
um, mm. across the board, no matter what you look at, whether it's Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, it always had high ratings. So it certainly wasn't cancelled due to to ratings, as you say. So um, and yeah, so I don't think so. So though this one was cancelled, um, I think there, there was definitely appetite for more. But on the positive, at least they, they've done a bit of work to kind of, um, I guess, say farewell to some of the the beloved characters. Agreed. Mm, mm. So I think we had we had another show that um, was on sort of both of our lists when we were talking about this as well, which you know when we've already talked about it today with the correction is Hannibal. Correct. Yes, um, that's possibly one of the best quality television shows. We spoke about it uh, a couple of weeks ago in terms of production value, in terms of writing, in terms of casting. Everything about this show felt absolutely right. Um, I know that Brian Fuller has got both Mads Mikkelsen and uh, what's his, is it Hugh Hugh Dancy? Yeah, yep. Uh, yep. He's got he's got both of them sort of informally agreeing to come back into those roles should they ever oh, find the amazing. correct medium, because the fandom is out there. Um, I, do, I just don't understand how that show didn't make it. And what I found reading through a lot of these shows that have been cancelled is so often, you know, in this world, money talks. It all comes down to those ratings, to those numbers of viewers. And look, I just don't think they they had it for this show. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Like I think it was, and it was quite a um, like again, a, amazing casting, deep storylines, great to kind of like go into more depth compared to some of the compared to the movies. Mm. Um, but I also think it was a TV show not for everyone because it was quite uh, again right. quite dark, quite dark, very Almost dark, a little bit um, uh, like like arty doesn't feel the right word, but quite sort of um, abstract in the way that kind of sort of portray some of the. Um, the things going on in people's minds, or the way they would they would think about things, or kind of the. Uh, it's a very intellectual yeah. show, very intellectual. Like there was no sort of basic, easy to follow story. It was really no, quite a, quite a no. deep story, um, which amazes me that I kept up. But you know, it was really, really good. Yeah, and and I, and I think that probably turned a few people off. And again, um, look, I, I think it's still a show that's worth watching if you're um, a fan of any of that sort of Silence of the Lands, Hannibal type, type genre of stuff. Um, because I think that, that they they do end it again. Um, they end it okay. It's not, it's, you know, there's, there's just room for, for so much more. Um, yeah. I think that was the only shows we crossed over on so far in terms of our thinking of cancel shows. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think you're right. So, um, what else? What, what else is a is a bugger bugaboo for for Paul Canal? Well, the one that I've got to get off my chest straight away. The one that really, if you say to me, if I could bring back, and this is something I guess I'll ask you in a moment, if you could bring back one show that has been cancelled, only one, the one I would bring back would be uh, Star Trek Enterprise. So this was, it actually started off with the name Enterprise, um, which was interesting. It didn't even mention Star Trek in the title, um, almost an arrogance that Trek fans would find it and almost uh, elements that they didn't want to associate with Star Trek. They were trying to get new viewers to come in by not having the word Star Trek in the title. Um, so after the original series in the 60s, we had The Next Generation, we had Deep Space Nine, we had Voyager, and then this was the, the latest one, which was Enterprise. And um, 
it's it's a mystery to me again why this one well no so it's not a mystery it's very clear why it got cancelled but it's uh, a mystery to me why they didn't have the the foresight to see that the show would go on to do better things based on something that we talked about last time you talked about how whenever star trek fans uh, or, or those you people, as you described us, uh, talk about our <laughs> show. Um, it always comes with a little bit of an apology. You know, you just need to get through mm. the first. Well, this is exactly what happened with with Enterprise. It, it sort of it did start off slow, um, and just when it got really good, they decided to pull the plug. And the problem was was that so many viewers had stopped watching by the time it had got good because the first sort of first couple of seasons weren't that that fantastic. Um, I think with the exception of Scott Bakula um, as the captain and John Billingsley as the doctor, there was no real known actors. There was a lot of new actors. Um, some of the characters those guys were given to play weren't that strong compared to other Star Trek series. They they had too much techno babble, which has always been a big criticism of Star Trek. Um, and they did a lot of things wrong that I think if you look at J.J. Abrams' movie from 2009 did really, really well, which was to bring back that sense of adventure and wonder mm-hmm. uh, with a young crew. So this was set just before Captain Kirk. Um, so it was supposed to be a bit more about the frontier of space. Everything was new. We'd never met Klingons. We'd never met any of these things. It was like the right. first, not the first time we're going to space, but the first time that we're traveling faster than light. And so it was quite exciting to sort of say, oh, what would it be like being on the very first time we ever leave our own solar system? Um yeah, it wasn't given long enough. Um, the Next Generation, Deep Space Nine and Voyager also had weak first seasons, as I've touched on before. Same here with Enterprise. The difference was they were all given seven seasons, uh, whereas Enterprise was only given four and they pulled the plug. So I think when it was cancelled in 2005, it was a big thing because it was firstly, it was the first Star Trek series ever to be cancelled since the 60s. And secondly, uh, it was the first time that Star Trek had been off the air since 1987 um, so this was um, the next generation had aired from 1987 through to 93 and then we had subsequent series all the way through to 2005 and there was an episode of star trek on tv every week from 1987 to 2005 so if you think about where you were in 87 and then where you were in 2005 that's a huge span of life and there was there was star trek every week so um yeah look if, if you can, I can see you laughing because you can see how angry I'm getting. If you ever really want to trigger me or agitate me or not, if you see me when I'm stressed, just throw just throw into the conversation. Hey, Paul, do you think they cancelled Enterprise too soon? And I will go full Costanza at that point. Um, and I think the only thing that didn't get get keep me from going full Costanza at the time was that in 2005 Battlestar Galactica was on so I already had a good sci-fi series to go to. Right, so you had a good segue to go into. I oh, think. Um, Take a breath, Paul. Take yep. a breath. I, I think the reason um, I lost it there is in the detectorists when they're doing that, they're doing their, <laughs> their their club meetings about like what have been your finds of the week. I, it, it, and there's the guy that like who's presenting on the buttons, and I was like, good I, I felt like I was, yeah, good presentation. And I was just thinking, this is your buttons, you know. Yeah, yep. I imagine many people are out there just sort of shaking their head, going, "Okay, we get it. You like it." But I just feel like they cheated us. I'm angry. I'm upset. And this was a show that was coming into its own. The other thing it did, just really, really quickly, because I know I'm talking too much, but with season three of Enterprise, they did something which had never been done in Star Trek before, which was they moved away from the standalone episodes. 
to a serialized story, which is something we talked about the other week. Um, oh, which with, is always with, good, isn't it, really? The success of Battlestar Galactica was that serialized story, which um, which worked really, really well. Um, and then, yeah, by, by that point, though, they've already lost too many numbers, and so they just pulled the plug. D- dare I ask a question? Um, how, how many seasons were there of Enterprise? Four, se- four seasons. So, four seasons, okay. okay. So in many, in many, you know, when we compare that to like um, Sarah Connor, uh, you know, it's actually at least it got a decent run. Yeah. But on yeah. the scale of things within the Star Trek universe, it, it feels like it got cheated. Um, and look, I didn't want to talk about Star Trek, the original series, because that got cancelled after three seasons back in the 60s. But imagine if they'd let that show go with seven seasons. I, I can see that you're just drooling at the prospect of that, right? Oh, God. God, this is sad times. Sad it times really, for you people. You, amazing. <laughs> amazing. So many of our oh, listeners yeah. are just triggered at this point, I'm, I'm sure. I'll, yeah. I'll hand the mic I'll, over to you, Dan. Yeah, so um, look, a, a show which I think was cancelled, you know, way, well before its time is, um, is the Brian O'Connor Chronicles. Um, so <laughs> the what, sir? The the Brian O'Connor Chronicles. Okay. So they it's basically a story about a um uh, a young man who's a he's an undercover cop and um he tries to infiltrate um some illegal street racing. Um, <laughs> this isn't a real show. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's just important that I bring out Fast and the Furious yeah, every episode you, of Half Inches. You, you really got me going there because I was thinking. <laughs> This is incredible because Ter- Terminator Sarah Connor Chronicles. I actually thought the name isn't great either. But the you Brian know? O'Connor Chronicles, that would be great. I would, would I would watch that. I would watch that for sure. Mm. <laughs> no, I think um, I'm going to go with um, a show which I think is, you know, I don't know if you're a fan of the show called Firefly. Is that a show that you're a fan of? That is a show that was cancelled too late, in my opinion. Mediocre acting. Poor writing, terrible special effects, and I don't get why anyone's into this show. This is this is now the roles reversed. I I I, I could Are you get serious? Through, I'm serious. I couldn't even get through the first three episodes of it, and I'm you've, not even interested. You've watched, in hundred, you've watched hundreds of hours of uh, Jesus Christ. Um, terrible lead actor, so, like a cheap hand solo. What were they thinking? Was it Nathan Fillion? Fillion or whatever? Fillion. Awful, awful. Get off. Cancel. Good. Paul, I don't like this new attitude that you're. You got me you're angry before. This, this is you, 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 you're throwing around this big dog attitude, and um, <laughs> you, you need to get back on the leash. Oh. Um, <laughs> Amazing. It's just no, it's good that we're doing this over the internet. I prefer this. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Stay in your bubble. Stay in your bubble. So, um, so Firefly for me is, and I think for a lot of people, um, <clears throat> a lot of. Um, yeah, I think which is interesting that you don't like it because I think a, a lot of people who enjoy sci-fi enjoy enjoy Firefly, they do. and it's a it, like it does have a lot of I think you know you know you mentioned Nathan Fillion sort of being like a real Han Solo type character. I actually really enjoyed the the storytelling of Fire, Firefly, and when I started watching it, I didn't I didn't know that there were it hadn't it just sort of ended, um, and I think another. TV show where they've tried to kind of look, oh, we'll fix it with a movie, but it still hasn't quite sort of hit the nail on the head. I think when you are comparing it to, you know, like really high quality um, sci-fi, like, you know, Star Trek movies or Star Wars movies, then it's definitely not in that genre. But I think it's um, it's kind of like, I think Firefly, you know, it could have been my Star Trek, Paul. Um, oh, 
I almost feel sorry for you. It could have been my Star Trek. It, it could have been. It could have been for my people. Um, <laughs> but we never got the chance. We only got the one season. But and I, I think there's a such a, a huge, huge um, love of this TV show that I think it would. I think people would love to see to see a, a remake and a sort of uh, a. Start the reboot of this series, but at the same time, sometimes I think when when we when we the fans love stuff so much and it kind of starts to get its own lore and universe around it, it's almost it's almost better to let it go. But it's um, look, I, I really enjoyed it. I I don't know how well it probably stands the test of time. I feel like it's it's been quite a few years since I've seen it, but right. um, definitely in my view, should have been more than one season. Okay, and look, that's fair enough. I've heard that view from many people. Didn't quite resonate with me. It felt like a. Uh, a no, you said you said your piece. Calm down. <laughs> I was going to liken it. I was going to liken it to, to Babylon Five, which is a, a show that which is a show I can watch, but it's not. It's no Star Trek, and I sort of see. Yeah, right, right. I get it. I get it. I was going to say there's another sci-fi show which I I've never. Con- People have tried to. Oh, you should watch um, Farscape, but I just I've tried it. Not yeah. for me. No, I, I, for me. I can't get into that. Um, oh, God, all right. Well, it's really, it's really sort of putting a, a big divide between us, Paul. I know. I like it. It's like it's almost like it's whoever's turn it is to serve. To see how big you can return that serve. So I'm, I'm yeah, going to go yeah. okay. on the okay. on the subject of got? on the subject of sci-fi on the subject of Battlestar Galactica. I'm going to pull out Caprica. Uh, so this is the 2009 uh, series um, set as a prequel, 50 years before the events of Battlestar Galactica. Um, so this was. Uh, how, how the show didn't get more of a chance, I, I really, really don't know. Um, the Battlestar Galactic universe is just seeing their waiting to be explored, just like we've said about the Terminator universe. They've done it a couple of times with um, like many movies, like Blood and Chrome. They had that one, The Plan, uh, which starred most of the, the cast from the, mm. the Battlestar series. Um, but what we, really, what we really need is a, is a series. And here we have the perfect opportunity by doing a prequel set before Battlestar. And what I don't understand is they had so many of the, you know, they had Ron D. Moore um, creating it again, who's done such a, a great job on Star Trek The Next Generation, did such a great job with Battlestar Galactica. Um, so he's he's got that in his locker. Um, the cast was, was pretty good, I think. They had... Um, Eric Stoltz is one of the leads, who's perhaps best known as Lance from Pulp Fiction. Um, we have uh, Alessandra Torasani, who was really good as the Cylon. Um, Polly Walker from Line of Duty. Uh, Paula Malcolmson from the Hunger Games series. There's, there's so many great cast members in there, but what they didn't seem to get going well was the story. They, they, they seemed to just not move quickly enough. And I feel like if we'd had four to five seasons of this show we may have looked back on the first season and seen it as like a good first chapter of a story um but the audience didn't have the patience to sort of get to the meat of the story and i think it always makes me think of that line that george lucas said about star wars where he sort of said it wouldn't have succeeded if he'd started at the start which is why he started with episode four with a new hope in the middle of this battle with you know a ship being chased and all this you know oh, if the senate hears about this there's going to be trouble so you know there's stuff going on standing in the middle of it whereas if they'd started with the prequels maybe they wouldn't have been successful and i think this is what happens with caprica it just suffers from a it's set in a time when the 12 colonies colonies are at peace um mm-hmm. and 
yeah, maybe they just needed to ramp up the story a little faster because. Um, yeah, I think it's always a risk eh, when you when you do a show like Caprica that um, you know you're actually kind of playing to quite a a subset of an of an already existing fan base. Um, it's quite a it's quite a hard ask to kind of bring in new people to that space, and I think what often that's um, that subset of the fan base is looking for is more of what they've already had, um, and yeah. you don't often get that when they're trying to tell different stories. Particularly when it's quite a bit of time before what's actually happened. You're absolutely spot on because one of the things I did read before coming to this podcast was Ronald D. Moore saying, oh, we're not going to go out and repeat the same formula we did with with Battlestar Galactica. So you're absolutely right. It's around, you know, that they didn't try and do that. And what I'm surprised by, though, is those fans like you, like me, who love Battlestar didn't have the patience just to continue watching why the numbers dwindled out and I'm of course I'm pointing the finger at the United States because that's the only place where the numbers are really being recorded you know we kind of got the series sort of secondhand or DVD or, or what have you but there was so much about this show I loved I thought it had um, a really good mix it had the right elements of religion of technology of money of the criminal underworld um, all of those things kind of came together well but in the end we only got like a handful, I think about 16 so episodes. We never got to see it reach its full potential. And um, they didn't show enough of the Cylon. They had this prototype skeleton Cylon, which sort of looked like one of the ones from the 1970s uh, series. Um, and it had all the right, the cool noises that that Cylon used to make as well, sort of leading into what would have been that first uh, Cylon war. But yeah, it just didn't succeed. And I just felt it needed more of a chance. It's a shame, and I think um, it's a shame because I think quite often um, studios try to do that, and I think, you know, you can even see, obviously, an example of that is with Walking Dead, right? We've got Fear the Walking Dead. We've got this new series coming out called A New New World or yep. whatever it is, and, and I think it's um, – there's various risks that sort of play out here, and I think uh, – and it is interesting because I think num- numbers do matter, and I think, you know, if you do love a TV show, particularly now in the in the streaming world, I know that um, previously a lot of those numbers would be from actual live views on television, but now surely they must be taking a bit more of uh, a, a global look at what how, how shows are performing, where those numbers are coming from. So, you know, if, if you do love a show, watch it, you know, get amongst it. Agreed, 100%. <clears throat> um, okay, so um, another show. Well, I'm so, I'm going to group these shows together um, that are on my list, and they that is um, Netflix Daredevil and Netflix Punisher. So um, these are two characters, obviously part of the the Marvel um, universe, and so Netflix obviously went down a a whole path of having Daredevil, Punisher, Jessica Jones, um, Luke Cage. Luke Iron Cage Fist. and Iron Fist, that's what I was trying to think of. And they were connected to the Marvel Universe, but only only as far as, uh, you know, they might make a reference to maybe what might have happened in an Avengers movie that took place in New York City, but there would be nothing nothing more than that. And um, though <laughs> these shows, uh, what I really enjoyed about them is they were – uh, a darker, grittier adult version of what we were seeing on the in the Marvel um, silver screen sort of yeah. movie yeah. sort of cinema universe, and I think for me, Daredevil and Punisher 
were almost kind of the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight type storytelling mm. that um, uh, did, <sighs> made for Netflix able to do more grittier stuff because of the platform. Um, and I think they were really, particularly with Daredevil, like they 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 started strong um took a character which hasn't been overly kind of overly had the story told a million times before and with the you know the whole reason these shows haven't continued um is ultimately because um marvel had separate divisions for television and movies and they've Obviously, once with the the Disney acquisition, they've brought that all under one banner, and they want much more control about what's actually happening in, the, in that Marvel universe. Correct. So they don't want people like Netflix making money off these TV shows. Um, and I, I, for me, it's just a real shame because I think I really love the casting in Daredevil. Um, I thought they they had a, a great Matt Murdock. Um, they finally got to the, you know, at the end of season three, they really got to the point where Daredevil was becoming Daredevil. That had some great crossover um, Punisher Daredevil episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't think they ever quite landed Punisher, comic book Punisher, but I think they got they got pretty close. And again, um, John Bernathal, amazing, amazing, right? Um, Punisher, amazing Punisher, Shane from The Walking Dead. Um, I would I would have easily watched five more seasons of him as the Punisher, sort of grow into that character Definitely. and. And it's uh, – I, I don't want to watch a reboot. I don't want to watch them reboot it over in Marvel Disneyland. Um, I don't want a sort of more toned-down version. I want the the dark, gritty adult version. So the, I think it's probably a little bit grey about whether these shows were actually cancelled because it's not like they just stopped. Like, Agreed. I think they, they basically just said this, this will be the final season. And so um, – and I think – particularly with uh, comic book type movies and TV shows, they're often a little bit more ruthless with where they can stop and start those shows and where they restart them. And so often it's like, this is the end of the story arc. We're done, you yep. know, as opposed to this is what's actually happening to the character. Great call on these shows then. Um, everything you've just said, I think I agree with. Um, I'm, I'm, As you know, I'm not overly huge Marvel cinematic movie fan, but these shows really, really caught me and I really 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 enjoyed them um i'd also throw in jessica jones and luke cage in there as well exactly the same and i would go so far as to also include iron fist i really enjoyed all of them as a group and as the defenders as well i was going to say yeah the defenders obviously bringing it all together and i think um what they were doing here almost like the the marvel cinematic universe they were taking their time building out these characters eventually bringing them together and they were doing this in the in the netflix universe and i think like it they're not quite on brand with what I think Marvel slash Disney is doing now, mm. but I think it would have been okay for them to kind of continue on as their own kind of subset universe, I, I not the referencing right. anything else. So. I think you're absolutely right, and I think you're right about the casting um, across the board was was fantastic. I loved the the little, as you say, the crossovers they did. I thought the opening credits for all of these shows, another thing oh, that yeah. we talk about a lot, I thought that was always yeah. uh, uh, fantastic. And... Um, yeah, it's a real shame they said they cancelled these shows. Probably the the one thing with those shows is it wouldn't ever stop me watching them again because I think they they conclude enough for me to um you know to to be to be satisfied. So I, I think they're, they're still a good watch, uh, which compared to say some of the other shows, which just kind of ended randomly. Yeah. Mm. Good call. Good call. Um, I have a show that's 
has fascinated me as to how it got cancelled so, so, so quickly. Um, and this was a show called Battle Creek, um, which was from 2015. And you may not even have heard of this show, I don't know, but this is one of the reasons Evan. why, it, yeah, one of the reasons why it fascinates me that it was, was cancelled is it was created by Vince, Vince Gilligan. So we're talking about someone who's done Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, X-Files, real good, you know, and also David Shaw from House. He created House. So these two wow. guys coming together to create uh, something of a, a sort of like an action comedy, not so much action, but just um, a police comedy, a comedy drama, I guess you might say. Um, Josh uh, Dummerhole, um comes in as an FBI agent. He's all sleek, well, well-groomed, well-dressed. Um, everyone loves him. He's he's fantastic. And then Dean Winters plays like a grubby cop. Um, Dean Winters, uh, who you may know from John Wick, um, or you, uh, I know you'll enjoy this. So he played the Vulture in Brooklyn Nine Nine. So uh, oh, he's, yes, he's a great yes. a, a great actor. He's all he's also in another. I'm just going to segue just for a slight moment. He's also in another. Um, favorite TV show of mine called Rescue Me, which is um, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's basically a um, American um, fire firefighter TV show, basically set after nine eleven. Really good show. Anyway, I digress. Carry on. It's, it's just every episode made me laugh a lot, and so that's the sign of a really strong comedy. The chemistry between these two main actors. You know they're being forced to work together but they both hate each other and that's the premise of how it comes together so well um i, I just did a, a google image search and looking at it right now without knowing anything more about it it looks like the type of show i would watch it's, like it's it looks good really high quality writing um I, it's a mystery to me it was cancelled way too soon we only had one season and it was a really strong first season which as i've talked about before isn't often something that happens normally the first seasons is quite slow we've seen that across the board with clone wars we've seen it with so many shows we talk about the first season's awful this was a great first season and i think this, this goes back to something else that again we've talked about before but i think that whole way that shows are funded um and that they often just don't know when they go into these are they going to get picked up again and yeah. it is so heavily based on the numbers i think if you know we kind of changed the logic of actually we're going to fund the show for three seasons guaranteed you'd have probably like writers actors going into it quite with quite a different mindset actually we can we can tell quite a cool story here yeah, true. That's a good point. It's a shame, but I don't want to linger on it too long, but it was just, it's, I feel like getting it off my chest across a podcast medium makes me feel a little bit better because there's so few people in the yeah. world who seem, who I, when I talk to, they're always like, just like you, like, never heard of it. And I'm like, yeah. I, I want people to recognize this show existed. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's only probably one other show that I'm thinking of that I think got cancelled too soon. Um, and that was Rome. Have you ever seen that show? Uh, I'm not. Is this um with what's his name? Ian yeah, McShane from Deadwood. Um, I don't. Or was that a different show? No, I think that might be a different show. I'm just having to Google that now just to verify. Uh, I don't think it was. Yeah, no, no I don't think a, this so. This is a, a historical um, drama. Yeah. yeah, basically. So this is um only two seasons of the show um but it does have like 22 episodes but really like high production show um stars um kevin mckid and ray stevenson um who you may you may know um so they are a couple of um 
Roman legionnaires and just some of the the things that are going on within Rome at that time. But the reason that show got cancelled, and I, I was just looking into this before we started recording today, is apparently it, it cost about ten million per episode to produce. So huge cheap, money, cheap, cheap TV, right? Cheap at half the price. Um, so I think a lot of time and energy put into making sure everything was historically accurate. Um, all the sort of costumes and the props. Um, but a, again, a, a show I couldn't recommend more highly as as a as a good quality watch. It, like it's probably a little bit um, getting a bit old now. Like it's two thousand and five to two thousand and seven um, that it was made. But I think it could have been a bit of a dare I say it a bit of a, an early an early Game of Thrones type um, okay type masterpiece had it have carried on. Um, but yeah, no, unfortunately, we only got two seasons, too expensive to produce, and no more. So just kind of ended. Yeah, I just I just googled it myself, and I have uh, I do recognise it, and I I think it was on my list at one point to look at. The one I was thinking of, the Ian McShane, was called The Pillars of the Earth. Um, oh yes, yep, yep. But um, no, so Rome. Yeah, maybe like you say, I think there was a few series that came out around that time. There was also Spartacus and different things that all sort of mm-hmm. came out, and then of course. You know, Game of Thrones came out and sort of took over the mantle of all those shows. So, uh, no, I haven't seen this one. Well, I, I think it was sort of so in 2006, um, like when 300 the movie came out, which was obviously that was it. Yeah, yeah, so pretty popular. And I think um, the whole um, Roman uh, genre, I think, is a, such a, a fascinating era to explore. And I think makes for some some good tev- television. So it, I think it's still still a show that's probably worth a watch if you can get your hands on it. It, it might actually be on on Neon in New Zealand, I think. Okay, I might look it up. Yeah. We're in lockdown. Yeah. I've only got one more to go as well, um, which is from a similar time frame, two thousand six to two thousand ten, and that was Heroes. So um, that was uh, a show created by Tim Kring, um, which at the time I thought was the best show on TV. At that time, it was the one, you know, you sort of have a, a night of the week where, you know, for mm-hmm. me, for me, it's Wednesday night, Better Call Saul. At the time, this was like Tuesday night heroes. I loved it. I thought um, it was a really well written show, really funny, really well put together. One of the best casts I've ever seen. I'm just looking at some of the characters' names here and just, did you watch the show? Heroes? Um, I think I might have watched the first season, maybe second season. Okay. I for some reason I dropped off for some reason, but I remember enjoying it when it first came out. Matt Parkman, uh Hiro Nakamura, mm, Noah Bennett, mm. uh, also known as um Horn Rim Glasses, HRG, Claire Bennett, Nathan Petrelli, Peter Petrelli, uh Isaac Mendel. I remember it being quite um like quite out there for its time, like the the, the cheerleader that like That's right. Like, Break your break bones and that's, that's right. And this that know. was that was what made it so you know we talk about superhero shows and and so on. But this was you know ordinary people who discovered that they had these super abilities and then how those abilities affect each other, how they sort of almost form not, not sort of like the good and the bad. That sort of happens a mm-hmm. little bit. But um, yeah, really, you know, I, I think what you touched on with with Daredevil and Punisher, I'd probably classify that as my favourite type of superhero television show other than maybe Gotham but this was one of those shows where super abilities but without having the the hero names to go with it this was a, mm-hmm. a really enjoyable show but what makes it interesting is they did 
actually tried to bring it back quite recently with a show Heroes Reborn and some of those characters came back in in the reprise their roles but it didn't seem quite the same and so you know sometimes when I sit here on my soapbox saying bring back Enterprise I often wonder if they actually did would it work as well you know would it actually was it good at the time but now it's too late and I think maybe with Heroes that was the case it, it had been I think nearly seven or eight years before it went off the air and it was just maybe the fans of that show had perhaps moved on or times have changed. Yeah, right. And I think that's the risk, right? Like if you listen to too much of the, you know, the internet outcry to bring something back, is that viewer base actually going to be there or is it just a small group of people being extremely loud on a number of different platforms? Um, and because I think, I think you're right, like there's a decision to be made when you bring back these shows. If you're going to bring it back, are you bringing back kind of the concept of the show and starting fresh or are you bringing it back and trying to kind of bring in some of those old character favourites or old actors or whoever it may be? Correct. Yep. Yeah. 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 Well, that's there's nice. a lot of um, there's a lot of shows in there, Paul, which um, I think are worth pour, pouring a forty ounce on the floor for. Um, while well, we right. remember the, I think the good things they brought us and, and kind of what could have been, I guess. Remember them fondly. Some great shows in there, and mm, mm. let's hope none of Not my current I... shows get cancelled because I can't have any more. Oh, I was, I was going to say, you know, it's um, unfortunately it's a list which is I think always going to always evolve. Like every year, there's there's several rounds of cancellations, um, and in fact, sometimes, you know, I hate to say this, but if I feel like a show might be a little bit on the edge, I might not even like bother right. starting it, knowing that I don't want to invest uh, time and energy into a show that's not going to make it. You've hit the nail right on the head. There. I was thinking the same thing in terms of. Or if I hear about a show that people are talking about, but then I find out it's been cancelled, I won't even watch that first season, even though everyone says, oh, no, the first season was great. It's like, yeah, yeah. No, uh, not for me. I'm not going to, like an investment of time that I just don't have because there's so many other things out there I want to watch or rewatch. Mm, I agree. I agree. So have you got any um, exciting viewing lined up for the long weekend? Um, well, we're going to kick it off with Back to the Future Part 3. Oh, of course. And, and then more Money Heist, I guess. That's right. So we're going to be real good parents, chuck some boxes of Lego at our kids and you know give them stuff to do, put them in the corner and then try and run away to the, the other room and watch a whole season of Money Heist. That's how that's how Easter should be spent, right? <laughs> Look, I think in the in, in these uh, lockdown times, you've got to do what you can, you know, for everyone's everyone's sanity. Everyone needs to be entertained. That's right. Um, and as, as long as everyone's happy, that's that's the main thing. Correct. What about yourself? Have you got anything you're going to be watching this weekend? Uh, we'll obviously continue on with Bosch. Um, I am probably got some, I I probably need to get back. You know how I started that rewatch of season four of Better Call Soul? That's right. I, I probably will continue that on, knowing that um, season five is almost finished, so that I can get up to date and we can have a, a deep dive conversation about Better Call Soul in the near future. How I, really, many, I really need that. How many episodes to go have we got? I, I think there may be maybe only one or two because last night, just really, really quickly, last night's Better Call Saul, which was directed by Vince Gilligan, which is a rarity. He only sort of has directed like I think six episodes in total. I would say is possibly the greatest episode of Better Call Saul yet. It was absolutely fantastic. So um, I think yeah, well, there's one or two more to go. Okay, perfect. So yeah, I, I, I want to time that so that we can have a, a proper deep dive into the into the Vertical Soul universe mm. um, when that show ends. Um, but yeah, I might check out a few movies over the weekend. Um, might check out Birds of Prey if I get a chance. Um, we'll see how we go. Good stuff. 
Cool. Oh, well, Paul, it's been a, it's been a pleasure. And we'll see if we can come back in another seven days. We'll see if we can keep this going as the lockdown continues. Sounds amazing. So, uh, yeah, don't forget to uh, reach out to us with your questions, with your corrections. Um, don't ask Paul about enterprise. Um, so it's, not, it's not worth it. It's don't, not worth it. Don't at me on Twitter at Half Measures Pod or, or on Instagram <laughs> at Half Measures Podcast about enterprise because I'll just block you. Well played. Well played. Good. Well played. Good. All right, Mr. Kanawa, I will um, see you on the flip side. And thanks for listening, guys. Take care. See you later. Adios.